If you're a founder, you know that fundraising is a big part of the job. What you might not know is that Carta is there to help. Carta's new fundraising suite provides startups of all stages the best tools and support to easily issue safes, accurately forecast solution, and quickly close funding rounds. Save time, money, and make your next round your best yet. To learn more or to get started, go to carta.com forward slash fundraise. That's carta.com forward slash fundraise. Welcome to Inks, the Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. I'm Alexa, the founder of LearnVest, author of New York Times bestselling book, Financially Fearless, and second book, Financially Forward. I'm also the founder and managing partner of Inspired Capital, a venture firm focused on the entrepreneurs of the future. Each week, we sit down with a top founder to share their story of guts, inspiration, and drive. And this week, meet Danielle Snyder and Jody snyder Morel, co-founders of Danny Joe, the jewelry brand, which has been a sensation in fashion since 2008. In addition to being co-founders, Danielle and Jody are sisters and two of my oldest and best friends I've known since our childhood in Jacksonville, Florida. Danny Joe first launched a partnership with Bergdorf Goodman, worn by celebrities ranging from Beyonce to Natalie Portman. Danny Joe has long made headlines for their creative use of storytelling and ability to leverage new marketing channels. Danielle and Jody have a long list of accolades, including Inc.'s 30 Under 30. Let's welcome Danielle and Jody. Hi, guys. This is Hi. so fun. This is so fun. This, this is a pinch me moment. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe this gets to be a day of work for all of us. This is amazing. First of all, let's just start with the basics, guys. Um, what is Danny Joe in your own words? So this is Danielle because we have the exact same man voice and we're going to have to identify who's who. But Danny Joe for us is really community. It's something that started off as a hobby of Jody and I making jewelry in Jacksonville, Florida as kids, playing with our dad's medical tools, slowly turned into a fashion jewelry label. And now a decade later is community first, commerce second. So we've cultivated a community that we serve style and experience um, and passion to. And the selling is part of what we do. But our main focus is cultivating community. I love it. By the way, I can fully attest that uh, weekends, nights, etc. It was all about making jewelry. It was yeah. so much fun. You were a part of it. I have lot of, lots of vintage pieces from 25 years ago. Walk us through Danny Joe's origin. You guys launched a business in a recession. Talk us through that. That's a Jody, big deal. you can so take this. We both got fired from our jobs. It was, you know, 2008. And I think just getting fired gave us the courage to start something new. We didn't know a lot. We didn't really make a formal business plan. And I think in 2008, because of the recession, the whole marketplace had changed. So for us, it served as an opportunity to really launch a brand I would call it like the new way or the new school of launching brands, which we use social media. We didn't have traditional budgets. We kind of guerrilla marketed and went out there and cold called Bergdorf Goodman, as you mentioned, um, as our first account and hit the ground running. But I think because Danielle and I are part of a generation where social media and Instagram was part of how we communicated, we were able to speak directly to our consumer in a way that bigger brands had to really rethink, you know, the way that they communicated or sold in 2008. Walk me through when you realized social media mattered so much to your brands. Like, when was the moment? And Danielle, I remember early, this maybe was like 2011, you were on Instagram and I was on Instagram and I just thought it was an app for photos just to make your photos look pretty. And I remember you were on and then the next thing I knew, you had tons of followers. But what was the moment like in your own rewind when you were like, wow, social media really matters to your business? 
I think for me, which you will be able to attest to all of this, being that you are our next door neighbor growing up and know everything about us and we know everything about you, because I've always been so visual, like I was the, the student in school that was taking, you know, religious notes and not re- carrying my textbooks around, but not reading them. You know, instead I was um, learning through visual images and through listening in class and note taking. I think I just identified and connected with Instagram more so than Twitter. And Twitter was a platform that a lot of brands had had started to use and um, saw as sort of the future for messaging and marketing. And for me, with Instagram and telling stories through pictures and style, it, it was something that was innate to me. I'm like, this is it. This is big. And this is going to speak to a whole generation of people that have a very short attention span the way that I do, it's like, boom, you see the picture next. And the picture tells a thousand stories. So I think for us, being in a creative field, um, you know, you were in, in the finance world, we were in the fashion world. And I think that those two worlds oftentimes have a really hard time communicating with one another. And for me, I just saw very quickly, I can tell the story of what the Danny Joe girl looks like, what she sounds like, what she's eating, where she's going. Going, how she's working out through this medium. And I just felt it. And I knew it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of um, intuition. But I also knew that for us, we didn't have big budgets. So for us marketing, we were going to be scrappy. We were going to use a tool like this to storytell. And if you build it, they will come. And luckily, they came. Let's go back to that recession, 2008. You guys gave yourself six to 12 months to get this company up and running. Walk me through that. Like, give me a sense of... So, yeah. I so think... many people out there listening are starting their own companies and, you know, we're not in a recession, but there may be one sometime soon coming. Help people remember what it feels like when you guys were really standing up that company. Well, I think even right now, more than when we started, there's so many companies starting every day that in some ways it's more intimidating because you feel that, I think when Danielle and I started, it was the timing was the world was changing like we talked about, but there weren't as many companies I feel like that we heard about. People thought we were crazy. Like, oh my God, you guys are starting a company. Do you know what you're doing? And now anyone can start a company because when we started with the website, we had dannyj.com and a lot of people said, don't you think retailers are gonna get upset? But now I but think... But we were genius because that was direct to but, consumer. Exactly. <laughs> but I think now you you have your window to the world through social media, through your own website. You can connect with people all over the world in such a faster pace and your brand can grow so quickly. I think that if you're passionate about something and you really believe in it and you feel like you have something different than what's already on the marketplace and you are able to connect to consumers and tell your story... It's just putting yourself out there, which I think that's the scariest thing to do for anybody. It's Danielle and I, in some ways, are, I'm a perfectionist, and that's why I think I'm such a bad writer, because I always, I remember in school, I wanted my introduction to be perfect. I knew exactly what I wanted to say in my essay or whatever, but until I got my intro perfect, I couldn't move on. And I think a lesson for people, if you're launching a product or an idea, it's just put yourself out there. It can't be perfect. And if it's perfect, they always say you've waited too late. So, you know, we tested it in Jacksonville, Florida at a small boutique and with friends like you and my sister went to Vanderbilt doing these little trunk shows and people just started knowing, oh, those are the sisters that make jewelry. And we built off of that. I want to quickly ask, so because you're, you know, lots of people make things these days, but they're not physical things, right? It's digital products, internet products, experiences online. You guys actually make something. Walk me through a little bit and um, what do you like about making things? 
I think Danielle and I are always so inspired. Um, it's crazy because both of our parents work in the medical field, and Danielle always said she was going to be a doctor. She was our only hope because I quickly decided that wasn't for me. But I, I wanted to be a plastic surgeon because I love working with my hands. Yeah, I think that as – I mean, we're lucky because as sisters, we always kind of love doing things together, you know, because you live next door to us. And something that we just loved doing was just creating. It was just something at an early age. We made everything. I mean, whatever it was, Danielle and I were always just – creating our own world and Danielle would always draw out like this is what my mall is going to look like when people shopped at malls and we just made jewelry as fun but I think for us it was really about making something that we thought didn't exist and what's so exciting about making product well it's also not exciting is you kind of figure it out you know you build a part of it like anything in life and then you figure out how do you get to the next step how do you make it better what are other techniques you can use do we make it domestically? Do you make it overseas? And you just keep pushing yourself to find more people that know about the craft you're involved in. And I think that was kind of how we built our company. I love it. And again, I really do think not an, you know fewer and fewer people make things these days. And you guys make everything from jewelry. You've made shoes. You have your slip dresses. You have incredibly cool tie-dye everything, headbands, hair pieces, kids' pieces. I mean, it really is amazing. And it's like every single, I mean, your vintage pieces. Um, let's quickly uh, discuss a little bit of you guys just trending into the vintage world and just your love of bringing those pieces to life and dressing probably some of the most important celebrities that exist these days um, have all worn Danny Joe. Walk me through a little bit of not just the vintage, but also how constantly everybody we know left, right, and center is wearing Danny Joe. So I think two things. One, my sister was always obsessed with clothing. You remember, we were both tomboys. I could have cared less. And I remember my sister used to go with one of our childhood friends and buy these 25 cent tees from Salvation Army or whatever. And that was the beginning of our love affair with vintage. My love affair being that Jody was in love with it. And so I wanted to do it because she was three years older and cooler. I think what's happened with vintage um, is there's a connection to the past and there's a lot of stories in vintage. And I think what you said earlier, it's not often that you hear about people making things anymore. It's digital instruments or it's experiences. It's things that you can't touch and feel. Vintage for Jody and I has always been about detail and someone else touching and creating something with such love and intricacy. And I think in this age that we're living in of social media and all things digital, that gets lost. And well, so in fast fashion and fast fashion. And so does the soul of what makes it's I mean, if you think about the history of fashion, the power of fashion, it's an art, it's it's wearable art. And I think, you know, that what brought us back to vintage was being sort of disillusioned with the fast fashion industry. And because we made jewelry, we wanted to be able to contextualize that jewelry. So put a look together head to toe. How does a statement ear earring elevate jeans and a tee with some Birkenstocks? And I think it became something that A, we bonded over, but B, just sort of invigorated us. And the idea that style is is so such a different thing than the word fashion. I think anyone can play in fashion. Not everybody has style. And style touches on this idea of curation. And in an age where everybody, like you said earlier, Jody, has a jewelry brand or a fashion brand, what sets you apart? And it's that curation and 
Vintage is sort of the Olympics of shopping. You have to know what you're looking at. You can't just rely on. You're an expert. Just you have to be. No, it's true. No, it is. You can't just rely on. Oh, it's Chanel or you know. Oh, it's Celine. It's like oh no, this garment. Like look at the attention to detail. Look at the buttons they used. The way that the darts feel. Like it's it's something that you either connect with or you don't. And I feel very fortunate that Jody gave me the bug because it's an obsession. It really is. Her and husband it, might not be so excited. And I gave her the bug. Yeah, her <laughs> husband and my husband. But I think vintage is a really important topic when you talk about the fashion industry because it's the history of it. Yeah, Brimfield is basically We're taking Jody, you. Brimfield is We're basically Jody's New Year's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so um, really quickly, you said something that really matters, which is lots of people get into fashion. Not everybody has style. And one thing I will just say that is incredible about what you guys have accomplished is you truly have not only incredible style. Danielle was just on the cover of Brides Magazine for her Yay. wedding, their final issue. <laughs> um, it was incredibly beautiful. Um, but you guys do really have such a sense of style. It is so specific. I've been able to notice and see the knockoffs. You've had what dozens of brands knock off Danny Joes over and over that in so many ways must be a huge compliment in so many ways must really piss you off right um but you know you guys have actually created such a Danny Joe world a universe that has allowed you to take the brand from just being jewelry as I said into vintage into uh, full retail you've gone into shoes you've gone into handbags all these other things what do you think about when you think about the next five years of Danny Joe what gets you guys excited well, Danielle can talk more about this because she's very excited about very it. Very passionate. But Danny about Joe 2.0 is really curation, building the Danny Joe uniform. And I feel like, like Danielle said, community first, but it's about styling basics. We say you take an ordinary, make it extraordinary. Um, you know, right now we have a slip dress that's one of our number one sellers. And it was taking things that we loved about vintage pieces, but creating a modern slip dress that we felt like women of all sizes, ages, could wear as basically their canvas for to accessorize. And what's so amazing about accessories, and you're a great accessories person, Alex, I know you love earrings, but I think that accessories really give women confidence. And no matter what you do in life, they, um, they make you feel beautiful. And when you feel good about yourself, I think it also- It changes everything. It changes everything. It so changes I think everything. that for us, our website is obviously an important part of our world and we're redoing it right now. And we're, you know, we've done a lot of experiences with pop-ups or activations all over the world. And we're really focusing on that and what's working. And Danielle wants to talk more about the uniform, I know. But it's it's very easy. It's not complicated. But these are the pieces we believe in. And this is how we style them. And, and this is kind of our canvas from season to season. Exactly. I think Jody hit the nail on the head, which is Danny Joe 2.0 and the future of our business is really taking the core DNA of our brand, which is statement, personality, passion, and applying it to a full, I hate the word lifestyle brand, but for lack of a better phrase, we're calling it the uniform. So it's this idea that I remember you even used to say, you're obviously incredibly accomplished and everyone listening to this podcast knows that, but you used to say, how can you, your days become more efficient? You have kids, you're running a business, you're married. You would order the same thing for lunch every day just to save time. And our thought with Danny Joe 2.0 is how do we create a uniform every season that is timeless, but also offering something new to our community that cuts down on time. So you're not spending three or four hours packing for a weekend trip or 
you know, for a wedding or whatever it may be, you have these skews, these silhouettes like the slip dress or the oversized sweater um, with a cinched belt that you can take and wear seven different ways over one weekend. So again, Jody mentioned the canvas. It's about giving our community easy pieces that are wearable, fashionable, and can be transformed. So I think with us, the future of Danny Joe is really creating experiences. You've seen we are doing a lot of styling videos on our Danny Joe Instagram. I love them so much. Thank you. I mean, not just because I love you. I like genuinely love Everybody you. gets a kick out of watching Danielle's style. It's styling. amazing. It is the most fun. <laughs> I can't even... There's something so special about that. That's why we have to have these personal interactions with our community because it's so nice to hear from someone, oh, what do I do if I have a large chest and I want to wear the slip dress? Or what do I do if I'm not rail thin and I want to wear the slip dress? Or what do I do if I'm pregnant and I want to wear the slip dress? It's like there are answers to all those questions and you don't get that necessarily by looking at a website. Sure, if you want to read the fine print or you know, watch YouTube videos, you can, but people are lazy. And I think having that ability to have a canvas where we can create an experience for someone to dress themselves head to toe and identify that with the occasions in their life that matter is sort of the future of the brand. I want to ask just a little bit of like, what was your biggest pinch me moment? And I will share mine. So I remember Danielle went backstage at SNL and my husband and I had extra tickets and I wasn't able to go. And Rihanna that night was on SNL, wearing Danny Joe, completely coincidentally. And I remember Cliff being like, I was so proud. He was like, Aww. I'm with the designer. Um, you guys but are the best. Whether it's Brooke Shields or Rihanna or the like literal dozens of other covers of magazines where Danny Joe's been present, I want to hear your pinch moment and you each have to give one. Well, you know, I think it's amazing because anyone starting a brand, the best pinch me moments are at the beginning. Because, I mean, you know how it is with all firsts in life. When you fall in love, when you have your first child, I think Danny Joe is our child. So at the beginning, I think, I mean, it's small things. Seeing it on, in Bergdorf Goodman for the first time, it's like you feel like you won the lotto. And then you have a million other things cool to accomplish. that I still take photos when I see it? It makes me so happy. You're, is that not cool anymore? No, it's so cool. But I'm saying, you know, at the beginning, every small thing is such an achievement and such an accomplishment that you keep pinching each other. And it's nice that you have someone else to share it with. But I will say when we travel around the world now... And just cool young girls that are, I feel old now, but they run up and they're like, I love Danny Joe. And they, they identify with it and connect and are telling us that they're loving the content we're putting out and things we're doing. That makes me feel good because after a decade, you want to feel relevant and you want to feel that you're keeping up with the times and that we are able to be nimble and change with what's happening in retail or just as a brand. And so that gives us, I think, a little bit of um, justification that we're doing things right. Your pinch me moment, Danielle. I want to hear your pinch me moment. For my own? <laughs> for your life. Um, like, when was the first time that you were like, oh my God, like... Um, I think the 2014 Forbes cover, because I was pregnant in it. I think that was my pinch me moment. And you looked amazing. Any cover is... And I was wearing Danny Joe was an accomplishment. <laughs> but I was pregnant, and I think that was the coolest thing ever, to be able to give that to my mom. And to, to, oh. that's how I told my mom I was pregnant. So that was pretty cool. My pinch me moment, I, I mean, I think... there, Like Jody said, there have been so many. I, I don't think it ever gets old. I think even... Oh, recently. This was fun. We were at the U.S. Open. You and I were texting back and forth trying to figure out how we were going to see one another. And Lynn manuel 
um, from Hamilton, his wife loves Danny Joe. And, you know, they showed Lin-Manuel on the screen. And I said, I think that's him to my husband. And um, he says, okay, you know, that's cool, whatever. A couple plays later, the, the wife comes over and says, hey, you know, introduces herself. I love Danny Joe. No, I don't think you understand. Like, I really, I've been buying it since the beginning. And I remember thinking, like, here you are. She's accomplished. She's incredible. She's beautiful. She's a lawyer. Um, I actually knew a lot about her as well said that she loved our stuff and it was it's just cool in those moments where I'm you know dorking out over something and then all of a sudden I feel like someone thinks what we're doing is cool and with that we'll be right back after this so I want to quickly go back to a little bit of just you know your name's on the door right it's Danny Joe it's Danielle and Jody and i think it's so different to people when the brand is your name how is it different how is it more fun how is it less fun what is it like when the entire thing that you're building is you i think it becomes i mean it's an extension of your life so you know when Danielle and i signed up to do this i, I love it as much as i did when we started but I don't think you realize that as your brand expands and as you grow, you have to put more into it. It doesn't get any easier. It, it actually gets crazier and the ride gets, you know, you're more involved. But I think because your name's on the door, I mean, even if it's our name or not, we, we're the type of people like you, you put 110% into everything. So that doesn't matter. But I do think there's pride with, well, we've done this for over a decade and we are so passionate and so... I think, excited and exhilarated, like, where are we going next? So for Danielle and me, it's the exercise of, we've grown up with the brand. I mean, after 10 years, you know, we were both single when we started this brand. I'm married with two kids. Danielle's married. Our lifestyle has changed. And I think our brand has grown up with us. So the things that we were into 10 years ago, it's evolved. And I think what we, our assortments evolved. And even the slip dress, you know, I'm a mom, I'm running around like you, and you're trying to, every minute counts. And if I can dress myself, of course I want to look good and feel fashionable, but I don't want to have to think about it all the time. And if I can throw a cute sweater and a belt over something, and it can live as many lives as I need it to throughout a day, for us, we feel like that's how women dress. And, you know, that's the way the brand is really moving is things that are easy to buy online, no zippers, no buttons, like, you know, the sizing isn't an issue and things that you can accessorize and take in and make your own. But I think for Danielle and me, we always ask ourselves, does this go back to the core of what we believe as we feel like we're the Danny Joe girl? And just to touch on, because I think that's such an important question, identifying, I know you've had some of our friends on the podcast, the sweet green guys, the founders of that. It, there's something very different about having something outside of yourself. I think when it's your name, Danny Joe, it's become so personal. So personal. And I think it's a pro and a con. It's a pro in that you're never going to let it go. You will not let it fail. And there will be tough times and you have to be scrappy and you have to hustle. But I think the beauty of that is that people feel what you create and, and they feel it in a more personal way. And I think, you know, like Jody said, we're evolving and we are older and our needs have changed. And this importance of contextualizing the jewelry, which is our bread and butter, and creating garments that we can wear in and out of our days from business meetings to weddings to dinner parties or what have you, is where the brand is going. Um, I ask because I, I think 
you said it beautifully, which is there's such a pro to that, which is it's you. And there's such con to that, which is it's you. Guys, building a business is the hardest thing <laughs> it's ever. It's exhausting. And the quote of like, you said it best, Jody, but it reminded me of this quote, which someone once said to me, which is if you know what it takes to build a business, you would never do it ever. Just Ever. It's probably it's true. Ap- applicable to having kids, I would guess, guys. It's moms. Just, moms in the room. I actually think a business is harder. <laughs> I really? Do I yeah. do. I mean, I knock on wood, like my daughter's yeah. four, so like I, I apparently it's supposed to get harder over time. But no, it just the the bigger it gets, the harder it gets, the more people, the more complicated, etc. And one thing that's incredible about you guys that I've always incredibly applauded you for, which is you've done all this without raising financing. And I think for everybody out there that's listening, there's lots of ways to build businesses. And I think it's really important for people to take the time to step back and say, some should raise venture money. Some should raise angel money. Some should be totally bootstrapped and you get to own 100% of it. And that is really, I would say, a pretty special thing because at the end of the day, you're, you actually are your own bosses. Uh, when you raise venture money, it's a little different. And so I just wanted to applaud you guys for being able to do all that you do because I think very few entrepreneurs get to build a sizable platform with such a big brand that is world-renowned that haven't raised money. And I think that's pretty special. Thank, well, thank you. you. It's you, know, you have to be scrappy, but I guess that's what we do best. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that being said, they say you know, having that ability to be scrappy can you can really move mountains even when you do get investment the dollar goes a lot further because you know what you you've known at least in our case for a decade what it's like to not have that extra dollar but in the bank account i will say really quickly because i think this is important i was and you know it's funny because now bigger companies call on danielle and me sometimes for advice because you know when you're very big and you're very commercial it's really hard to connect with the consumer that we're connecting with which everybody wants to connect to you know our consumer which we're lucky because we're having really organic conversations with them so i was in a meeting with a very um successful entrepreneur that i admire and he was saying that and their own their public company but he was saying that the word around their office is scrappy and i found that funny like we're you know we're scrappy, but we don't. You're like we, we don't wrote, think that's like, cool. We wrote that book, but the problem is sometimes that because we're scrappy, Danielle and I are personally invested in the direction for photo shoots and marketing campaigns and the homepage of the website and every aspect and that we're putting media. out to the consumer, we're touching. So I think when you get to a brand when you have a hundred to five hundred employees, it's really hard to feel small. To feel small, and that's what a lot of brands are trying to do right now to remain scrappy because then you're authentic and you're having direct conversations to your consumer. I mean, if you think about it, you guys have, first of all, hundreds of thousands of Instagram and and all social media platform followers. The fact that you have people who want to watch Danielle put an incredible skater, skier, surfer girl on a skateboard. I mean, she's so cute too. So Um, cute. But just, I mean, the fact that you guys are constantly moving the puck. I mean, it's, I would imagine it's really hard to keep up with you if you're a big, big, big conglomerate you know, for them to put a little sparkle in it is hard to do. And meanwhile, Danielle finds some super cool person and they show up 10 seconds later and they're on a skateboard. And what's her name again? Sierra. She Sierra. is dope. By the way, if you want to come skateboarding, we're going skateboarding Saturday morning. Of course you are. <laughs> are you surprised? Well, I'm not surprised at all. Oh my gosh. Um, but so, of course, the big brands are looking for you for authentic conversation and infusement of everything, the full ethos that you guys do. And that's why you've had Mercedes sponsor you guys at Coachella. 
Coachella and all the other incredibly cool things that you guys have been able to do over the time. So I want to quickly switch gears because you guys are sisters and co-founders. And that I I literally like I on so many days can imagine that that is such a source of comfort. And on other days, I can imagine that is totally so crazy. Yeah, Um, for sure. For everybody out there thinking of founding something with someone, talk about being business partners. Well, I think it is one of the most incredible experiences we've had together. I mean, you're getting me on a good day. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I think what it is, is it's really, we've learned so much about each other. I mean, we're sisters, we're best friends. I mean, you know how much I love Danielle. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we're part of each other, but I do feel that you have to learn how to be business partners and put your sisterhood aside, which is very hard because we're also women. We're emotionally charged and driven. And so we've had times in business where, you know, things were going great or not going great. And there's just fire in the room. That is the best quote. There's fire in the room. But I think we've learned now, you know, we're both in really good places in our life and the brand is at a really good place. And through the last decade, and we're still standing here together. So we've learned how to appreciate each other's strengths and really take over each other's weaknesses because that's the best part of sisters. Like what I'm great at, she's not good at. And what she's great at, I'm not good at. And so it's not being at the same place all the time, but it is reassuring. And the best part of working with your sister is you don't have to worry about the other person when like we're always on the same page for where we want the company to go. And if one of us can't make a decision, I don't ever worry about her making the decision. What rules do you have? Like, have you had a a rule where it's like, if you're just, if there's fire in the room, what happened? Like, do you, how do you do that for everybody out there that's listening that has partners? How do you think about making a rule? That happens. But I think for the most part, we defer to the other. So like, if it's a finance, business decision, or like, you know, Danielle will defer to me. And if it's something that we're building some creative. Alexa here. Not only do I get the opportunity to speak with all types of founders on, for starters, but I'm a repeat founder myself. We all know how vital fundraising is to a startup. Carden knows this too. That's why they had founders in mind when they created their fundraising suite providing tools and support to take the friction out of fundraising. They save founders time and money, allowing you to focus on your goals, not the admin work needed to close around. From simply issuing safes to quickly receiving funds, Carta Fundraising Suites helps their cap table customers raise a better fundraising round. To learn more or to get started, go to carta.com forward slash fundraise. That's carta.com forward slash fundraise. these ideas and saying like okay well let's focus on the one that we feel is the future because I mean she is amazing and like somebody should write down (laughs) all these ideas but we don't have enough manpower or time in the day to do everything yep so we have this wonderful balance of I came up with believe it or not I came up with the idea of the skateboarder I'm like she did I was like I was Joey's idea but of course my sister finds the best skateboarder out there and I was like oh I have this dope girl like do you want to meet tomorrow and shoot her at like 9 a.m in Brooklyn like Let's find, you know, and it happens. So I think that we both kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And if one of us is excited about something, the other one gets super excited to like execute. There's this healthy, there's this healthy in in sibling companies, sibling businesses, at least I can only speak for same sex sibling businesses, in this case, female businesses. There's this healthy 
sense of one-upping each other. Like, there's, there's a great quote that someone told me back in the day, what's the point in getting to the top of the mountain if you have no one to share it with? Yep. And I think for Jody and I, when I'm sad, she's the one I want to tell, you know, I'm, I want to cry on her shoulder. And when I'm happy, she's the one I want to call and be like, oh my God, Jody, we got this or this happened. And I think what she just said, like the other one gets on board. It's like when Jody used to say, hey, I make jewelry. I'm like, really? Because I can make jewelry on dad's medical tools and I can do wire work. And I think it's the same thing. Jody's like, I want to shoot a skateboarder. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll find the dopest skateboarder. I think there's this like, you build there's this tension. Yeah. There's this really healthy tension that you want to excite each other. Oh, I love that. Danielle, you are an idea box. And I want to hear <laughs> where the hell do these ideas come from? Where do you get your best inspiration? I think it's really just letting, I think it's my personality to connect dots, whether that's introducing people, um, or that's merging concepts. Like I remember, for instance, Box Arena, Jody and I love boxing together. Uh, in addition to working together and hanging out together, we also work out together. So we would box twice a week together and we fell in love with our, not romantically, of course, but we loved our boxing coach, Carlos, who was such an inspiration to He's us. He's so cool. He's the dopest, right? You've been there. So I think, you know, and at the same time, we had befriended Misty Copeland. We had met her in an event. And there was something so special and beautiful about this notion of juxtaposing ballet and boxing. One is so elegant and feminine. The other is so powerful um, and aggressive. And I liked the idea of that tension that we were talking about earlier, a push and pull. And so we said, we're so sick of Fashion Week as it is. And typical runway shows, why don't we put on a show? Why don't we partner with American Ballet Theater? Let's throw it out there and we'll do the show and we'll have the dancers dancing in and outside of a boxing ring, dripping in Danny Joe, um, and we'll shoot a video. And we did it. And then sitting there during the show, I'm watching all these girls and I'm like, A, they have killer bodies. B, it's such a beautiful therapeutic thing to watch their bodies go through these movements. What if there was a workout that spoke to what they're doing up there, but then also layer that with every time an influencer was in town, hey, Danielle, Jody, we want to work out, like, take me to one of your classes. And all of a sudden, we're realizing, oh, my God, experience, fashion, workout, like, how do we mesh that into one thing? And it turned into Box Arena, this idea of ballet meets boxing, a feel-good workout, and with a mental health component. If that doesn't help you understand why Danielle's a creative director, <laughs> I don't know what it <laughs> How is. How much time do you have? I mean, that not make sense, I know. Guys. I know. Um, okay, I want to get to uh, the last few questions here. If you guys fast forward to how fashion is evolving in 10 years, okay? Not just for Danny Joe, just 10 yeah. years. What's happening to the space? What are your predictions? What's happening to fashion writ large across the industry. We talk about this all yeah, the time. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. I don't, fa I mean, listen, retail isn't going anywhere. People want human connection. And I think that's important in everything we do in life. Even with our kids, I mean, I want them to have human connection because everybody is so on their plugged phone. in to being on their phone. And listen, I'm guilty. I buy a lot online, but it's more for convenience. But there is something so beautiful and going into a store with, if it's your best friend or your child and having an experience is not going to go away. So I think that these big retailers are going to have to rethink how they communicate with the younger generations and what does it mean to go shopping and what does it mean to have a store. And for us, it's about creating an experience. You know, people go shopping and people go places because they want escapism. And I think back in the day, Ralph Lauren did it best. You know, you went into stores and you understood the essence of his brand. If you believed in it or not, you felt it. And I think now... 
if it's restaurants pairing up with, you know, a workout studio with a component to go shopping. It's a micro you know, community. It's a micro communities of like-minded brands that where does your girl eat? Because I guarantee you if she's into eating healthy, then she works out. And if she works out, she wants cool workout gear. And if she feels good about her body, she'll probably wear a slip dress or, you know, yeah. want to go shopping. And all of these communities can work in one place in a way where it's seamless, it's exciting, and you're creating communities, but also experiences that will happen over time. But these bigger play- people and players are really going to have to rethink what it means. Because to be honest, like going in a department store isn't what it used to be. Dadsville. Yeah. I also think, touching on what you just said, two things. One, back to department stores, you're right. Retail's not dead. It's not going anywhere. It's just, it's crumbling and being rebuilt to something else. I think department stores, they're looking for quick fixes. I think that's the challenge of being a really massive business is you're not quick on your feet and you're not nimble. So their idea is, oh, let's get a big blogger in. Let's do a collaboration with this blogger. We'll get her in to get all these young girls in. We'll do a capsule collection. That's a quick fix. It's great to sell a bunch of units for a short period of time. But unless that blogger plans on becoming the creative director of the department store, you're looking at a series of quick fixes. And I think touching on what Jody said about experience and creating these micro communities where it's, you know, like a Jack's Wife Frida with a Carbon 38, with a um, Smith & Mills, with a Box Arena studio, with a CBD shop, creating these environments where there's a number of reasons for people to go and hang out is the future, but also the future of our brand, which is this idea of resort leisure. It's not athleisure. It's not ready to wear. It's resort leisure. People are always on the go. So, you know, creating experiences that speak to the modern woman or man or, you know, whatever market you're after, I think is where we're headed. And we're excited about it. Please let me know when I show up <laughs> and begin to continue I'm shopping. Tell, I'm going to tell um, you right after this. So last, just quick few yeah. things here. I want one piece of advice that you would pay forward to another entrepreneur. If you had to go back to 10 years ago in those like really dark, very scary, in retrospect, beautiful days of you starting <laughs> Danny Joe, just one piece of advice you'd tell somebody. For me, Danielle, since we both sound the same, for me, it's definitely surround yourself with people that inspire you, that believe in you, and trust your gut. Definitely do something, pursue a dream that you really believe in and you're passionate about because it's a long road ahead and you're going to need the stamina. And I think put yourself out there. It's the scariest thing to do. And I remember myself being young and moving to the city and overwhelmed with what I wanted to do. And, you know, I knew a few people, but it's very um, scary. But I think that you have to let your fears down and just go after what you want. And if you believe in yourself and you put yourself out there, now it's so much easier with social media to just even throw an idea out there and don't be afraid. And you have to get comfortable with rejection. Oh, the most it's important just, thing. Smash your head against the door. If you can't. Don't do that. But No, <laughs> but, if, you know, we got rejected time and time again and doors get closed, but new doors open. So don't take everything personally. And remember that anything that you get rejected from or doesn't work out, it leads you to the next thing. I mean, we know so many entrepreneurs that experienced bankruptcy and had awful starts and made were successful from those experiences so nothing is perfect and the one problem i do have with social media is everything seems perfect yeah um and a lot of people put a glossy finish finish on on everything and that's why a lot of people don't want to follow brands because it's like i don't want to look at your campaign images every day and that's why these styling videos danielle's gritty and she's in there and they're 
on the cusp and that's I particularly important. love the one outdoors when she was like <laughs> on a grass lawn just like getting naked it was amazing <laughs> you should definitely follow Danny Joe and Danielle Snyder um, Danielle A. Snyder, A. Snyder. <laughs> okay la- last just quick things if you want to pay forward to one new brand that you're excited about that's not Danny Joe what would it be I love what you said I'm obsessed with Artifact Uprising I don't know if you know it I mean, changed my life. I print everything from them. The quality is amazing. I think it's clean and beautiful, the site. And I love printing images of my kids, my family for Danny Joe. And I'm just putting it out there. I want to do something with them because I'm obsessed with the, what they're doing. Okay. And then final question. If it's Sunday night and you're excited about one thing in your week that you get to do, what would it be? What kind of meeting would it be, Jody? I think I'm more excited that every week is so different as an entrepreneur, that every Monday is different. The Danielle and I call each other Sunday night and talk about the week ahead. But I think it's just being passionate about what we do and creating the next, hopefully, big thing. Like, for instance, this week, we shot Sierra on the skateboard, which was the dopest. We're here with you. Yes, which is cool. We're here with you. Tomorrow, we tie-dye with Brooke. Yeah. Oh, that is so Uh, fun. I mean, we have, like, it's almost like we are excited because we're finally... I do feel like video is so important. Oh, yeah. And we're Sometimes I do feel like my main problem with my website is when people meet Danielle and me, and we're obviously a lot of personality and a lot You don't to take see in. that on Danny Joe. You hard. guys can't hear that at all, can you? <laughs> but it's hard to get those touch points when you're building a website. So we're we're creating a video about us and our brand. And our sisterhood. And our sisterhood. With, get this, the guy that Jody found well spun who shot the video for my wedding which I have to show you was unbelievable and we just became friends and he was like let's just sort of shoot some content Danielle, Jody, you have no idea. I've been smiling ear to ear this entire interview. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Danny Joe, head to www.dannyjoe.com or follow them on Instagram and all other social medias. Please join us next week for Inks, the Founders Project with Alex Von Tobel. This has been such a special episode Thank of my you. podcast. Thank, Thank you, you all. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you all for listening. You can subscribe to Inks, the Founders Project with Alexa Montobel wherever your podcasts are offered.